You're on mute, John. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. Poor Fit Podcast. Metal Matt here. We got Big John Stud on mute. We got the J-Lo. <laughs> oh, he's not on mute now. Great. He figured that out. Up, that little button there. I'm looking up Big Johnson t-shirts. Wild Bill, what's up? Yo, we are knee-deep in retro apparel, which is Bill's favorite topic. Vintage jerseys. God damn it. Uh, yeah, it, it, anything apparel, logos, Bill's all about it. So here comes a circle jerk. Let's go. So chump gear. Chump gear. That for your, our listeners out there, hit us up on this social media interwebs uh, at ForfeitPod if you remember chump gear. I'm wearing an An One hoodie right now that's almost 30 years old. Uh, and I still love it. My wife tries to make me donate it. She tries to like come up with ways to trick me to like get it out of the house. Um, it is kind of ugly, but I think that this was so fucking cool about it now, right? Absolutely. It's got the. It's got the. It, it's basically you holding a basketball mat. I mean, they used your physique. Completely ripped, <laughs> chiseled, out of out of Italian marble. But like, remember this 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 like this like oval arcing Nike swoosh that was in like almost every logo in like the mid nineties Yeah, that has that. There's nothing, there's nothing to hate about that sweatshirt. It still fits like a glove. I love it. I bet you right now, if I go on eBay, that sweatshirt's like $150 easily. I'd say that's starting price. Yeah. That's baseline. Let's see. What else we talk about? Absolute shirts, Big Johnson shirts. Big Johnson. Which I think that if forfeit we ever do a shirt, we should model the Big Johnson shirt. Big Johnson life rafts. If awesome. you're going to go get blown overboard, it pays to have a Big Johnson. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Look, we just we just teach life facts here at the podcast. That's what we do. What are we talking about tonight? Eagles Niners, I guess. I guess we're gonna have to. Big game. Are we still kind high on the Eagles? Kind of big deal. Kind of a big Oops. deal. Oh, That's right. Well, I mean, listen, the last episode we talked it out a little bit, right? I mean, I think it's more so we talked about this team, you know, ten weeks in, eleven weeks in, it's like, all right, maybe it's not so much getting lucky and 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 pulling these things out by the skin of their ass, maybe it's they're starting to form an identity, an identity that here in Philadelphia we're not really used to because we're used to being the team that blows leads, you know, doesn't get the the, the lucky side of the ball all the time or doesn't make adjustments at, the, at, at, at halftime. Now it looks like, you know, we started to think, hey, is this a team that's getting lucky and – winning by the skin of their ass, or is this a team that their identity starting to become, hey, they're 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 just a, a great team that knows how to beat other teams multiple ways. And even though it doesn't look pretty or it might not show up great on a on a stat sheet, you know, the 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 win is a win and there's only one way to for that to show up on a stat sheet. It's either a win or a loss and you know, I think anyone here will take the win all day. So I don't know. To, to build upon that, I guess we can build upon that rolling into this 
you know, this Niners game, which I think is just as big, if not bigger than the Bills game, right? Because doesn't it feel N- like they keep getting, NFC team, you know? Doesn't it feel like they keep getting uh like bigger and bigger? Like it was the Chiefs game. The now. Eagles or the Niners? Uh oh, oh. The games. Well, like, we knew this though. We knew this was like the gauntlet, remember? We talked about this. Well, it, it, it was the gauntlet. We talked about it, but, you know, a lot of people on this in general and some people on this podcast were like, oh, my God, it's the gauntlet. We might be lucky to win two games. Oh, and, yeah, we absolutely. I was one of them. Pretty, and, pretty and, sure she's talking about Bill. And, Clearly. And what's, happened, and what's happened since? Like, to me, the wildest thing is that, like, in the like a Philly, Philly media, the most negative dude ever. Our 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 own Seth Joyner, my man would complain about a, a free lap dance. Even <laughs> I love even Seth Joyner. He is like, yo, the Eagles, I mean, they're 10 and 1. They just keep winning. Like, you, you gotta respect them. You gotta you even Seth is all on board with uh with the Eagles right now. So I'm gonna drive to the Ocean Casino on Sunday night and I'm gonna FaceTime you with Seth Joyner. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, not to derail, but I read, I saw a post on the the, the interwebs that Atlantic City is going to make a hard push. I don't know if it's within like the next year or the next like couple years to completely ban smoking from all casinos. Bye bye, Atlantic City. I guess they really want to just like basically just like put the put the last nail in the coffin in that city by like like alienating the the true gamblers the ones that that keep like just the what little pulse that city still has going on they're gonna they're gonna finally well can you smoke in a vegas casino wow i I, that's a good question it's a good question we need our we need our crack uh our account not our account staff our uh interns yeah on this I don't know. I, I we're looking it up. We're looking it up. I don't think that's big of a deal. I don't think that's as big as a big of a deal. Maybe I. I, I yeah, feel like but, smoking is becoming a little faux pas just in general. I just see it. I mean, the bar. Everybody said hell it was gonna destroy bars and all that, and this and you know, people just got to go outside and you know. Yeah, people, you can. You can still smoke in Vegas casinos. Looks yeah. like that shit's like fucking expensive too now. So like, it says the vast majority yeah. of resort casinos on the Las Vegas Strip not only don't ban smoking, many don't even have no smoking sections. So, but nice to know. Nice to know you, Atlantic City. Jeez, just really bringing the property values down. Thanks, one, Matt. One, one hell of a, one hell of a run, I guess. I guess I'll be putting the condo up for sale now. I, I think it's good though for for the think about the asshole, not assholes. Think about the nice people that work there. Like they don't, yeah. they don't deserve to get fucking secondhand smoke. That sucks. And plus, if you ever walked through, like the Borgata recently, like once you get into the smoking section, it's fucking nasty. Like you yeah, walk through well, yeah. a lot of shit. It's well, it like twenty five years ago, we didn't know any different. Now we know mm-hmm. different. Well, now our lungs are coated with nicotine. We know. But here's the thing: like they tried to get, they tried to ban smoking in some of the newer up-and-coming modern casinos mm-hmm. when they opened and they went bankrupt they went well, bankrupt I mean, twice 
but I think it was a lot of things. One, they were the only one that did it. But two, like, because I have friends that, that do gamble, and they all said the same thing. Like, they, they were like, that casino layout is terrible. It makes no sense. It's confusing. You know, yeah, it, but this it, is all casinos. Though. They're trying to do a like a citywide ban. Yeah. yeah, if you do it citywide, you don't have a choice. But like when you're the the newest place, that's confusing to get around in. And they also turn a couple of casinos into like like basically arcade arcade houses. Yeah, they're gonna they're, they're about a water park. It's like a you know. Yeah, they're trying to go more like family resort and not gambling. Nothing. About Atlantic City to me says family resort. Yeah, I mean, to be a little it, bit, but three beaches. Yeah, in the thirties. Just thought they about their accurate timeline about a hundred years ago. Yeah, I think the online. I didn't gambling, mean to derail the, yeah, the no, conversation. No, just, no, I think online gambling, online gambling really took a hit out of it. And the reality is, is Philly casinos both, killed yeah, them. The Philly casinos, the Delaware well, casinos, the New yeah, York Bill, casinos. That's, that's it's. I mean, you know. I mean, Bally's, Harris, all the Trump casinos. I mean, that was like, you know, I mean, the Tropicana was basically a nightclub for Staten Island. Yep. I mean, that was literally all it was, was everybody from, you know, to go to the quarter, all the clubs that were down there. And uh, I'm sure John was there. And it was, uh, you go to a damn good, the uh, damn good sports bar where they, they served off glass 40s. Yeah, like, I mean, it was, I mean, you go down there, it, it, it was just, you know, Jim Tan Laundry. Everywhere you look, I will tell you this though. I don't know if you guys saw the Vegas F1 race. Um, no, I mean I saw some of it. it, 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 It's a trendy thing now. So apparently, there there has been some rumors that the old um, minor minor league. What's that? They shot out the Brimbro. Was it Brimbro breaks? Yeah, there's breaks Uh, in in Italy. There you go. Apparently, they do some really cool shit. Paying bills, paying bills at one. Shout out. Apparently, um. The the old baseball team that used to be here on Atlantic City Blue Calls or some bullshit. Yep. Over there by the stadium in Bader Field. I think it's what's called Bader Field. Yep. Someone, some billionaire wants to put in an F1 track there. And that, would be, that would be a perfect spot. Because there's already, already like a track there that people, I guess, drift cars and shit. Yeah, yeah well, there's, there's plenty of the whole, room, too. It's the whole I mean, airfield. Yeah. So, it, if that, if that, so, that would be cool. It's so crazy. Like, every year... There's another plan on what to do with Bader Airfield, and it the just... last notable thing was the Orion Fest. Remember when Metallica did their Orion Fest there, and then they went bankrupt as a band because of it. <laughs> oh. True, true story. So hey, stay out of Atlantic City. I'll bankrupt you. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, I mean, look at. I mean, look at like yeah, you had Orion Fest, and then what was the other one that was always on the Beach, it went bankrupt. They had to but, cancel it last second. Bamboozle. Was it, well, that it, was just because of the the dude. Like, fish has played a, the beach. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, but like, bamboozle was like a staple festival for yeah. years. Like that was like the warp tour of the East Coast, pretty much. Or like La, like like say La Palooza. Well, there was the one this year. My neighbor went to. It was like a bunch of punk bands. Yeah, that were. Like, I don't think it was like Blink One Eighty Two, but um, well, Vegas does that big one now. Um, it, it was on the beach because she like bartended it too, I think. But yeah, that's, that's the one what... in Vegas when we were young or something. It's called. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it literally has like you name it. Any like it's like going into a time machine, going back to 
like 96. And it's like every band you can think of during that time. It's insane. This topic does um, give me give me some good ideas for like poker fit. Poker fit. Do a like that. Do a whole gambling episode. I think that we should yeah. put that on the docket. We can. Good call. Good work. All right. All right. And you can take a day off tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. LeBron's manager. Take my full got, full lunch hour. I get it. <laughs> LeBron's uh, managers got busted for using an illegal bookie. Uh, which manager? Rich Paul? Uh, Maverick Carter, the manager. His partner of his. Hmm. Interesting. It was. It's on ESPN. I wonder why he'd be using a bookie. Well, the manager is using a bookie. Yeah, why would he be using a bookie when uh, you could basically just do everything online? Uh, twenty twenty one. So it looks like this is these are old charges that are mm. finally interesting. Well, no one's clean anymore. We all have skeletons. We have skeletons in the closet. Some more than others. <clears throat> Bill. It's not cool. It's not cool to be clean. <laughs> you got to have a little dirt on you, right? Gives you an edge. Gives you that grit. That's right. Speaking of that grit, what what is going on with Draymond Green? Oh like, God, what is it? Enough, enough. I mean, enough is enough. I mean, I mean split... are starting his bust for the for 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 uh, the basketball hall oh, of fame. Oh my God. Oh yeah, his bust being him choking out Rudy Gobert, which I think I would love to choke out Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Listen. He's a... Listen, I'm listening. I'm listening. He's a hall. He's going he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Listen. I mean, okay. all his off the, all his all his on-court antics are, you know, listen. Robin did it. Mouse the Palace. Mhm. It's just if, the, if there even is a, a Hall of Fame in 10 years cuz the NBA is a dying sport. Well, here we Agreed. Go. Agreed. Here we go. Ratings, go. Are, We're in, ratings go. are in the tank. Oh, no, Bill. Nobody, nobody no, ratings are it. great. The in-season tournament is a success from what I've been reading. It's why it's it's why yeah it's 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 a joke of a game you know there's there's too many it's it's the in season tournament is there for a reason to try to get it's their last dying like it's it's ridiculous and the fact that all desperation these national guys saying oh I liked you more than I thought it's all part of their narrative to try to get people back in it's just a shitty product it's 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 you know there's there's just nothing filled with mediocrity. In teams, free agency has truly destroyed it. Um, I mean, most, I mean, all pro sports, not just NBA, but the fact that it's become a players' league where, you know, players rest twenty to twenty-five games a year, which is basically a quarter to a thirty percent of the season. It's ridiculous. Um, attendance is is horrible in most in more cities than not. It's not a good product. I mean, you know, they don't they don't play the game. You know, the, the game they're taught when you're in middle school and high school anymore. It's all about just highlights and three and D's, and I don't know. It's just uh, it's disappointing because you know usually by now I'd personally be getting excited. Twenty games in, season's taking shape, but it's like for who for what? You know, it's, it's so Jesse Jesse. I have to give him props because for years. For 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 many many years, whenever NBA would come up, Jesse would refer to it as, "Oh, are you guys talking about gym class again?" 
and we would get on Jesse. How hard would we get on Jesse? Like, yep. we oh, would well. just nuke Jesse until he was vaporized out of the break room, like, or wherever we were talking, right? But now, Jesse, I, I said it to you the other day. I, you are, you, you, you must have a crystal ball because I, I mean, you probably listen, looked into that and you were like 20 years from now, this, this league is going to be a joke and well, it's going to be gym class. And that's and exactly what it is. You see, I can't, you, I can't cause I made a promise. I would never call it that again. Yeah. Um, well, I'm bringing it back, but <laughs> like this N one jersey or hoodie, everything <laughs> comes back, back around. So, I mean, the the biggest problems, and this is these are things that you know me being a basketball savant we talked about years ago was of course, of course. the AAU product in, in at the lower levels is ruining basketball, and then on top of it, there's too many teams. So it's you have this kids aren't learning how to play the game the right way or at all. They go to college, they're one and done, they're in the pros, and they mm-hmm. don't know what to do, like. That was the start of it. It it was a perfect storm. It was like, it was that combined with all the TV money, overpaying players, and it's just, it's just all become this big mess. Was it a big giant mess? Was it Doc Rivers on a podcast like a cut like a week ago was saying that like these new crop of young European players is gonna is gonna be able to like kick the shit out of the young American players and baseball. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's anything new. I mean, look at the top five in MVP road voting Giannis, Jokic, yep. Joel Embiid, Luca. You see a trend here. All yeah. non-American trained basketball players. JJ Redick, I think was one of the guys you might be thinking about. Jesse recently talked about what you're saying and exactly what Bill saying about how they're teaching younger kids in America are really looking at guys like Giannis and Luca um, and really, they were talking about the um, the Euro step or the gather the gather step, and he like went off on it and how it's like they're like American basketball is ruining because they're calling it a travel and it's actually not. <clears throat> so very interesting. I I don't I don't I don't know if it's that bad as as if you guys are thinking. Um, I think you're just kind of seeing a doldrum right now because you there isn't we're, we're at the tail end of a lot of large superstars careers and i think you're seeing the the drew Brees, tom brady aaron Rodgers like downfall of the nba and you know there's going to be young guys coming out and that are going to try to reinvigorate the league and they will it happens every 15 years so i don't think it's going to ever die i mean not when mark cuban just goes and sells his majority stake of his team for three and a half billion dollars if some somebody's buying uh, NBA team for that kind of money, um, and you think that it's going to be a dying thing? I, I don't. I just don't think it's going to be that way. I don't think it's a dying thing. It's just not a good thing. Like it's it's it's, you know. I mean, we've well, it's all... LeBron swan song. That's what we're watching yeah. right now. I mean, but we've like, all we've all overpaid for a shitty meal, right? To, I mean, to, to John's point though, like Mark Cuban bought in at what three hundred and twenty million dollars. It was, it was like, like two, two something. It was like two two twenty something. So right? buying in at two hundred and twenty two hundred thirty million dollars is which a, back then to yeah. your point, Jesse, like it was like an obscene amount of money. You're like, holy shit! But like buying buying an NBA team 
for you know whatever is a could be assured investment but buying an nba team for three and a half billion dollars is not a shrewd investment like that's got all the markings of risk because to to like matt's point my point like the product isn't good right like fans are starting to get fed up fans are starting to turn it off and then if you know if any of the players talk shit or are any or say anything about china the you know the chinese the chinese government's just going to turn the tap off again on that on that tv money well you just hit the nail on the head justy is like we're all talking as if we're like the key demographic here in north america for the nba we are not right we are not especially they don't they're not yeah exactly like we are we we were in the 90s you know but as much as we love our 90s basketball and we'd love and I keep saying I want my NBA back because selfishly that's the brand of basketball I would like to see back we're not going to see it yeah. I mean the the games evolved sure um and you know and I love selfishly and the players have evolved too Matt that's the players have evolved technology's evolved science I mean, has evolved every okay. you know I mean look at uh, what's his name on the on the nuggets I saw uh, last night, not Jokic. Um, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Damn near, damn near breaks his ankle underneath the rim after coming back from like uh, a hamstring or an Achilles injury, and he and he saw the shot clock running out, and he shoots the ball from ha- damn near half court with a bum ankle and half like basically one leg, mm-hmm. and he makes it, boom, almost effortlessly. So like. Look, the game's evolved, and I love that the that the shot, like the three point shot and shooting, is more prevalent. Me, uh, you know, as a predominantly a shooter when I when I play and when I played or whatever, what have you, I I love that. Ironically, but it's just I think the way that they worked it in and evolved it is just it's just a it's they've done it lazily. It's it. They they lean too much on it as a crutch. There's no. You sp- you speaking you know, more like the Steph Curry effect? Is that what you're talking? Well, about? it's okay to have a Steph Curry on your team, but what I think what made the Warriors so dangerous for so long is that that was just one weapon they had. They still utilized so many other, you know, they had so many other weapons that they could utilize. Whereas there's teams now that. They live and die by the three, and it waters down the game. Whereas I think the the Warriors, how many times have you seen the Warriors been down by 12, 15 points, and then they're just like slingshot, engage, and they just start, they they just tell Curry to go out there and do what he does, and he just rains threes, and then they they regain the lead. Like I feel like they there was still some strategy involved into how they did it, but there's other teams out there now case in point our philadelphia 76ers where you know we're watching our cent our mvp center shoot threes right but but I, he doesn't have to but that's my point about how the the players the game i understand what you're saying the game has changed and but also the athletes are different right seven footers shooting threes thousand percent victor webb and yama you know a guy who Who's at seven two? I think seven, close to seven oh or seven foot, is like a a pretty decent ball handler. Um, 
Kevin Durant, who's a a, a tall six ten, um, you know, swing guy. Like that's you know, it's kind of unheard of when you think of past years of it used and, to be once centuries. in a generation generation players. Now yes. they're coming out, you know, every year. And I think that that is part of the. I think that's part of the allure, and, and I think what's kind of different about basketball now, like watching a Victor Webanyama, and you're like, this guy's like an athletic freak, but everyone's saying like, hey, can he stay healthy? Because we've seen the Greg Odens, we've seen this before. It's it's the or guy. Does he who, have the mental toughness? Well, that that'll be interesting to see. And then, to be honest with you, you know, I hate to bring up like a John Morant because of all his off the field stuff, but if he wasn't that much of a head case. I think a guy like him, I got I think a guy like Ant Man, Anthony Edwards. I think those are the I love Anthony guys. I love Anthony. I, that's the one dude that I when you were saying there's like kind of like a turning of the leaf. Yeah. Superstars. I wanna see I I'm pulling for Anthony Edwards. Because yeah. he seems like a guy that just like Jalen Hurts, he goes out there, he handles his business. He's he just he doesn't get mixed up in all the minutiae of things. He's just he he carries himself, you know, professionally. He's humble. He goes out. He plays hard. I think he's, uh, I, think I think he's a guy you can get. get and Maxi, like Maxi's another one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got. Oh, I think, do you hear that, Bill? John saying Maxi uh, could be a he's, guy. He's playing well. I'm. I'm not gonna. You know, he, he's he's playing well. He but again, it's, it's it's consistent. It's consistency, and yeah. we'll see what happens with him and Joel and. The rest of this team, this team is is deeper than it was last year, I think for sure. I have crazy what happens this... when you actually have a head coach who knows what he's doing out there. But hey, I mean, yeah, the, but, but also, coaching. but also, I, I I saw again, yet again, Joel and Bead out of the lineup, and the Sixers get dominated. Well, yeah, I mean, he... I also gonna I also gonna interrupt you, Bill, too, and just remember that Frank Vogel won a championship in the bubble with LeBron. So as much as coaching. You know, your shot at coaching, you know, what does that tell you? Well, I mean, two things. A, Frank Vogel is un- underrated, but I think, you know, the the bubble was this perfect storm for the Lakers because Anthony Davis actually didn't get hurt, and LeBron James was still LeBron James. So, you know, I think. I also it, think half the teams didn't even want to be there. Honestly. Yeah, there's not about that too yeah i don't think yeah, their I mean, motivation the bubble, i mean again he won, he won it i mean you know i mean jimmy but jimmy buckets almost pulled out the i mean they won two games but no i mean you know they they want i mean it's, it's kind of that asterisk of like when uh the, the spurs beat the knicks but it was a 50 game season and i think it was short in playoffs i mean a ring's a ring i mean everybody had to play by the same rules so it's tough to you know knock it but i think um no and a big part of that too is james harden's not dribbling the ball for 19 seconds and then either shooting a fadeaway three or making one pass and then somebody has to shoot. So I think, and you know, I mean, I think, I think the Sixers are playing a style of basketball that the city has been wanting, but I also feel part of my NBA just, just this interest is the Sixers team has just sucked my will to live watching them play. Um, I've watched one game this year, well, a couple games, but I'm, you know, um, at the gym, they have them on and the ball moves, it's fast paced games, but it's just, I don't know, like they lost that game to the Pacers, like 138 to like 130. It's like, how the fuck are you putting up 138 in a game with no overtime? It's like, it was just a joke. It's just like, 
pass, shoot, pass, shoot. Nobody can set, like, you know, nobody fights through screens. Everybody rolls back. Like, the paint, forget it. Like, T.J. McConnell was driving in the paint. I mean, that's he's literally as tall as – you're taller than T.J., John. And he was going into the paint on DeAnthony Melton and Max, whoever was guarding him. He just took him – like, you know, nobody came over to help. And I don't know. It's just, it's just a different game to where it's just – Everything is hurry up, hurry up, quick score, get the ball in, don't worry about boxing out on rebounds. So many loose balls. And I get it. It's game 15 of the regular season. And that, and that's what... But that's what it, the end season, I think, it was meant to kind of entice these guys, right? Great, throw, you know, a little what, money, what throw a little money at them. And, the, I mean, Sixers are eliminated already, which is what yeah. it is. From, but what if they won the in-season tournament? Are we going to feel this jubilee that there no. it is? They won an in-season tournament. There's the chip that we've been waiting for. It's like, great. Who gives a fuck? You got a, you got a, you got a ribbon. But I Bill, what wasn't that Pacers? Wasn't that Pacers game in for the tour in the tournament? I don't. I mean, I think it was because they played back to back. We beat them. Yeah, because the Tuesday game. and Fridays were the games, and they, that's why like they got to get the scoring up because point differential was huge. What's, no, but and, I'm just saying. And what's like, with all that? The point it, differential yeah. stuff. Like this is what this is what kills me about this league. Why yeah. this is such a trash product? I agree. Like, it, it, why? Like, I was watching Sports Center the other day, and the guys, the morning crew, the two young guys, right? Big fans of them, by the way. Shout out to them. Forget their names; they're escaping me right now. <laughs> but I love their banter. Those it guys. reminds me. It reminds me of old yeah. school '90s Sports Center, where they're kind of jawing at each other and they're cracking jokes. But like, they even were. Quasi like making fun of the in season tournament because they didn't know how to explain what was going on, like 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 the point differential. They 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 couldn't wrap their head around it, and it was it 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 just looked like it sounded like a disorganized, chaotic, desperate like thing that they, the NBA I, is trying to do mm-hmm. to 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 get viewership up you know, for the beginning of the year, because we all know these guys mail it in for the first that we all know the season's too long to Jesse's point. There's too many teams and the first half of the season doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no one cares. Dumb. No one's playing. They're sitting guys. They're, 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 they're playing at like maybe 40% of like what they can really do. And and that's why you see all you know later on in the season you're seeing soft tissue injuries you're seeing lower back injuries you're seeing nagging little like ankle tweaks and stuff I like that they hurt it all it's like if they stub their toe in the team hotel it's like I'll give them the weekend off but it's like no these guys are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a game yeah and you know I get it you know and and that goes back to what we brought up before I think it might have been last week about enjoying the ride and the regular season, but 82 games is just too much for basketball. That's not a ride, man. Too much for baseball. 17 games is probably really too much for the NFL because guys can't stay healthy. I mean, I mean, think about it. I'm not trying to flip sports, but like, no, but look at all the sloppy play, Bill. I mean, look at the terrible football. Maybe, maybe we went through this, this, you know, this little game weeks ago, I believe. And there's maybe eight, to 10, possibly 11 quarterbacks that can actually maybe win you a couple playoff games. But to maybe. John's point, like, so what? The, there's 22 other teams that can't win dog shit in the NFL. In the NBA, there's maybe legitimately four to six teams that can win the championship. So what? The other 24 teams are fucking dog shit. 
you know, there, there's but nothing. to John's point too, well, like like the NBA, the turnover of superstars, we're seeing a turnover of of quality quarterbacks in the NFL still too, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. on numerous episodes, and I feel like you know you're gonna see like the CJ Strouds and stuff like that kind of like have early success. We'll see what Bryce Young can do. I mean, it sucks. Like, you know, there's another thing I wanted to throw out here, and we don't have to talk about it tonight, but, like, say the Eagles don't make it to the promised land and meet expectations this year, do we consider bringing back Frank Reich in some capacity? He might be here before the season ends. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go there well, quite yet. Bring but up, like, why don't we just bring out a bunch of old dogs? Great. But to finish my thought. Guys, got rings on their fingers, though. But do or is that because is that maybe a cause of like this like you know this 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 muck this gray area we're seeing of like what of I don't poor, understand of poor football you know well, I don't understand like so you made the comment bill like eighty two games is too long yeah. they've been paying eighty two games for twenty thirty forty years now so and everyone's kind of out on the in season tournament it sounds like here. And but then you're com- on the other hand. I'm out on the NBA. Well, I'm just let's just talk on. about though, because you're everyone's complaining about the first half of the season being dog shit. So, would you rather it just be dog shit? No one watches it, or would you at least have them try something? And who says it's going to work? But at least try something. No, it's probably going to work. It's probably going to work, John. Because what to my point earlier is, us here on the podcast and everyone in North America. The NBA, they're not. That's not who they're targeting now. Like this whole in-season tournament is structured around like traditional football, like structure. How they, how those leagues over in England and South America, how they structure their their seasons and what entices their fans. And they're looking beyond us now. Like we are, like so we were we're we're not their focus. We are it's, not their focus. It's still a shame that they didn't. <clears throat> if you're going to do an in in season tournament, it really would have been interesting if you put if you roped the G League into it and brought the because that's, that's, what that's a great idea. Because yeah. I feel like we idea. talked about it in the such podcast. a good idea. Yeah, that's what they do in Europe. Like it's probably the only basketball I'd want to watch now. To be honest with you, in in yeah, England the there's there's the there's the FA Cup and. You could be, uh, you could basically be a team, a men's beer league team, and you could qualify and wow, win. The Warlocks, and, uh, you're saying the and, Warlocks, there's hope, All and, right. and start to, you Don't know, play in, in games against bigger opponents. Now, typically in the FA Cup, you know, the the big teams when they get into the FA Cup because they typically go in later into the when the turn like halfway through the tournament they get inserted in you know they start to pick off the minnows as they go but every year in the FA Cup it seems like the final eight teams those you know the, there's at least two or three teams from the second division or the third division that still make it because for those guys it's like hey I have a chance to absolutely humiliate a bunch of pros mm-hmm. and and maybe get seen by a scout and get bought at the end of the year. So there's a tremendous, tremendous amount of pride in, you know, trying to slay Goliath essentially. And, you know, when the, when these big teams fuck up, they get ridiculed. So there would be a lot to play for with, you know, you know, if the Sixers 
got knocked out by some, you know, G League team from the Southwest mm-hmm. or whatever. Sounds like, about sounds about right. Well, that's a, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. And, and I think we've also talked about the idea of like everyone loves March Madness. Well, why can't we do the same thing as Mark? Why can't basketball do the same thing as Mark Madness? Well, that's what the end season tournament is now. The round that they're that they're about to start now is a knockout round. It's a, knockout. It's a one and done. I, I I thought this like when I was reading the rules and the structure of it, I'm like, why can't it just be a one and done the whole thing? I mean, it's a it's a great question. I don't know. It it it, it does. It how, a, but then it how would you away seed with this, teams? Like, this I think that's part of the problem. Crap, you know, because I, mean? I think I think that helps with seeding. Right? Well, you seed seed on your record last the previous year. That way, that way, it gives these guys incentive. Okay, this year, or yeah, we, we were dog Adam. shit last year, but we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna improve. That way, it increases our seeds. But look, I mean, I think it's all it's all a moot point. And March Madness, on to your point, that was down almost a million viewers this year. From well, over it, was, it was because well, of that was Roll because Tide. Of Roll Tide. Because yeah. of Roll Tide. And well, I mean, I, well, it's down every year, and I think college college sports in general are down because not because the NIL necessarily, basketball in particular because of the one and done rule. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to be up. It's, it's why tune be up in when though. you're only going to f- see this guy dominate for one tournament, and he's going to go on. But and, you, but even then, so, the, but but even then, ex- the only exception that I can really think. And I mean, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's had to have been maybe more since then, but I can't recall this, the Carmelo year for Syracuse, um, when he won, but, um, uh, I, that's the thing too. They don't create any, any like good teams. Like there's no, the rivalry is, is gone because it's, you know, even like Duke UNC, it's just like, not because of coach K necessarily, but it's just like. There, there's no teams like there's there there's nothing to root for and I think that's just the bigger issue and and just to touch back on when Jesse was talking about the FA Cup one of the things I brought about um, uh, with Steve when we talked about soccer and yep. and one of the reasons I enjoy it and why it's so popular is because you know every town in England that has a team like that's their just way of life, whatever, if it's, you know, you know, West Albion, you know, Nurch or any team like that's their, like that's their crew. Like that's what they ride or die with. And, you know, yeah, there's some turnover in players. I mean, they're not immune to that, but at the end of the day, like it's a community to where there's town halls with the team and the players and not the players, maybe probably, but like the ownership and the, like the, like, there's just so much more involvement, and and to Jesse's point too, if you're a low-level team and you make the and you, and you get in the FA Cup, there's big ramifications financially for you too when you're playing Arsenal or whatever. There, there, you know, whether it's TV money, if you're playing at their stadium, you get a cut of the, the proceeds. So there's so many ways that it's just beneficial, where American sports are have literally just become, I don't know, it just. Between the salaries, and again, not that soccer doesn't have big salaries, you know, they have their own issues with that too. But uh, it, I don't know. I guess it's just my the overall sports setting, in my opinion, is is on a downward trajectory, and it's just because, you know, I don't know if part of it's oversaturation where we get shit all the time, constantly, where we don't have any breaks. But I don't know. I, I feel like that. 
pick a sport and I and I'm gonna. I mean, hell, this year's World Series. Now, granted, it wasn't too huge. Mar- it was not too huge markets with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, but it was the world's. I think I'm pretty sure it was like one of the worst World Series ever, like ratings wise. And it was two teams. I mean, the Rangers are in a huge market in Houston, one of the biggest top five cities in the country. Not Houston, I'm sorry. They're you know they're somewhat kind of associated to Dallas, the Arlington South, but they're in a very big market. Arizona, obviously, they were giving away tickets. Jesse brought it up during the NLCS for like Arl- Arlington's cowboy country, you know, it is. like that's. But I mean, they've never won a World Series in their Isn't history. Isn't that a good thing? What's that? That like it being a baseball purist that I'm no, not. No, I, I kind of root yeah. for them because like, like, that's, that's the thing that's that I Bill's don't understand that's, about. That's Bill's point is like, like the confusing pure, part that's of what it. I'm saying, John, you had a pure story like. A team that was so likable, Bruce Bochy, one of the best managers in MLB history, gets you know took the Giants multiple championships. You know this team on the the the, the Rangers were kind of like the Phillies, in that they just have a bunch of likable dudes who play hard, will run through the catcher, like they're a very likable team to watch. But and nobody you said it. You've said it time and time again, Bill. The MLB's problem is they don't invest in promoting their players, so the nation may have gotten behind the Rangers if the MLB did a better job promoting who played plays on the Rangers. Like you're saying, like they're so likable, but no one knows because no one like the MLB does a shit job trying like promoting their product and promoting their stars. Whereas the NBA and the NFL do a a killer job promoting their stars. Like everyone knows who LeBron James is, let alone everyone knows who I, I bet you more people know who Anthony Edwards is than any top superstar in the MLB. You know, I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. He's everywhere. Yeah, you know? but I, I, mean, I also I, think you're comparing, you know, the biggest of the biggest of the sports to MLB. Like, yeah, no one knows who I couldn't even name one Rangers player other than maybe baseball. To Italy. this point, baseball is America. Like, it was the national pastime for a hundred years, and that's, I mean, that's not America. Anymore. Fair, fair, but I'll piggyback on what you were talking about earlier about soccer. European soccer, let European soccer be European soccer. The problem yeah. is when United States takes it, they fuck it up and they I ruin agree. it. I agree. So, but but it's funny. Any I mean, other the United country, States is trying though. Like, any other fucking country? The MLS, they're trying. Any other country that tries to do a sport, Canada, Canadian Football League, fucking sucks. Yeah, the reason why it sucks. Right, you can think of any American sport that another country tries. Chinese to, basketball, they, they other, put a ton of money into it. European, ba- European basketball, maybe I Chinese or, or maybe Chinese baseball, like that's or Japanese Japan, baseball. Japanese baseball is pretty probably, because probably it, yeah, it, it's European it's ba- European basketball though. I mean, case in point, what we talked about the Lucas, the Giannis's, the Jokers. I, I mean, they're gonna come into the NBA and they're dominating. They're 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 starting to take it over. That's which is yeah. good because they play the they the play pro- style of basketball I like so. But no, you're not watching European basketball. No, I'm a, I, I, I might consider it because <laughs> the NBA I fucking exactly. it sucks, dude. Sucks. I haven't watched a minute of NBA basketball, and I don't intend to any time in the future. I mean, you're certainly everyone's certainly entitled to to not not do that. I just think that I understand where you're coming from with not liking the product. And I think that's also part of the fact that, again, there's not the guys that you're looking for 
or the type of play that you're looking for. I think it's kind of interesting how the Denver Nuggets, sort of a ragtag team, comes together and wins the championship over teams that have superstars like LeBron James and Kevin Durant. You know why? Because they actually play defense. They rebound. They 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 play like you know some fundamentals. That would it get you. That, but again, that's a good thing that they that, could be the Spurs of like this generation, right? Come to but think then, of it. But then that's a great point, though. The Spurs at, at some point when the dynasty happens with the Spurs, Spurs everyone's sick and tired of them. Made up of European pedigree, also. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Tim Duncan, even not from this country. Hey, Joel Embiid. That's what I'm saying. Like Joel and Embiid. I mean, what I said before about there's just. There's just a different, and I think part of it, and not to go off on like a crazy tangent, but I think let's this, not because we got to get to the Eagles Niners. Yeah, Eagles, yeah, Eagles, first. Yeah, so you tell me about it. Yawn. Can we talk about anything else, please? Um, <laughs> get your get your one, college basketball because I'm gonna I'm gonna. I one won. last thing, I think the tangent, and I think this all goes back to an underlining point. It's how social. I feel like social media is just destroying sports in general because not of necessarily like envy of these athletes. But we just, I don't know, and this is just my opinion, one, but I don't think I'm alone in this, um, I'm not, is that these guys, and my, I, I feel, are just like jerk-offs. Like, these guys make $40, $50 million a year, and they can't play because they're resting or they hurt their leg, but they can go to the club that night and pop bottles and dance on the dance floor. Well, they're crowned, and. Bro. And, you're talking about James Harden, I think. You're yeah, about- well, people, and I mean, you, you, you name it, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, he can't rest, but you know, he, you know, but he's out, you know, at a football game that Sunday in the box, and and I guess it's just we, these people are more in our face, and I guess as a fan of sports, when you know, I'm not hating on anybody getting their chicken. It is what it is. The money's not. It, but when these guys get paid so insanely, and they just literally coast and then they say well we have to get to the play you know i'm all, i'm saving it for the playoffs it's like it goes back to well then why even have a regular season yeah i mean i mean you know you know watching guys like Kyrie, who's probably one of the best ball handlers of our lifetime and he's a, like literally a fun basketball player to watch not a fun guy to root for but when he literally tries to put in his contract that i'm only going to play 60 games a year like well there's 82 bro so when you come to Philly or you or you go to Charlotte, and I'm a basketball fan, what I'm not going to get to see Kyrie play. You're not. And and, and that's, and that's, that's where a, I that's think another big problem with the NBA. Are, are bullshit. And it's just like, well, you know, and and I don't I don't know. I guess that's I don't know how whole, social media is tied into that, but I mean, well, no, because that's the case. We see, no, we see Kyrie. You know, he when when he bailed on the Nets for those couple of weeks for his birthday party, and he wasn't playing, and he was going he, like traveling all over. And going to the club till four in the morning, but he wasn't playing for the Nets. One of the reasons James Harden left. Well, you, you can't play, but you're not injured, but you're away from the team for personal reasons. Like that's what I'm talking about, John. It's like everything Zion. You know, you, you're hurt. You're number one pick in the world, and you're you're overweight. You're I don't care what you're doing. So you know, like with your social life or anything like that. But you're not taking care of yourself. You're posting everything you fucking do. But guess what? You're not playing basketball. So why do I give a fuck about you, Zion Williams? Well, and that, and I think what Bill's to, to further kind of clarify Bill's take on where social media is is 
you know, it, it glorifies everything they're doing off the court when we know what kind of money they're getting paid and they're not, they're not playing. Yeah. And it's like, it exposes, it it, it, it makes us see, it makes us, it goes back to like the conversation we had about like how special it was to see the locker room, um, you know, when a team won a championship, oh my God, they're celebrating the locker room. Oh my God, that's what a pro locker room looks like. Like when we were kids, like to see that little like, like like peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. it it was special but that none of that none of that exists now because of social media so it's kind of like killed the mystique it's killed the magic you know what i mean and i think it's it's almost like you know when you when you when you know too much like it's almost like you know i don't want to know this or that like i i know too much you know what i mean it's like that's what social media brings to professional sports now, unfortunately. And it's just, it, it waters everything down. It waters your perception down. And I think it, it takes the, it takes the, the magic and it kind of takes the, 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 the motivation for you to want to get behind these guys and root for them. The, there is no accountability. Not all of them. There's Not no accountability. That's the problem. They, they, make, they make millions of dollars. Like you're saying, Zion's a great example. You come in, you're the number one pick of the next LeBron James, and you're sitting out for three years because you're whatever reason. Yeah. Like, you at have some a guaranteed point, contract. No matter what you do, you get paid, and clearly your weight is causing some of the issues, and you do nothing about it. But it's at some point, the, the ownership, the general managers, and all these people need to get together, and I think we've talked about this before, to say – we have to kind of put the stop to this. Like, it can't be, you know, I get drafted and then I get twenty million dollars and then I get pissed off and I and I bitch and moan so I can go to another team. Like that shit's got to stop. But again, that's also part of how these negotiations happen with players' union and ownerships, and they come to an agreement. So everyone's got a piece of the pie. So, like, you know, on top of that, and the, obviously the inflated salaries that are just astronomical. You see guys like Austin uh, Reeves making like $90 million, you know, that's unheard of. Like to see a guy who's like a, probably a bench player at best, uh, making that kind of money NBA. Of of course you're going to, you know, when you give these kids 20, some 22 years old, give them $90 million. Like, and that's, and that's what it is. That is, it's the trickle effect that it ends up. Like it trickles all the way down to what goes on on the court, and unfortunately, what goes on on the court, and for us being like basketball fans, like true basketball fans, not just of the league, but just the game in general, it's it it, it dilutes that product that you see on the court, and that's why we're so turned off. There's a real simple solution. Don't don't guarantee the contracts. All this stuff, I've been thinking the whole time in my head. I'm like, just yeah. All this stuff ends, right? Yeah, no, I agree. And, and the Von problem Miller, is- Von Miller's arrested today. He's gonna blow seventeen million dollars of guaranteed money down the drain. Well, and, I guess you should have thought about that before well, you hit your girlfriend. John, maybe with this turn of the leaf with superstars and this new generation, this little but, area, this window, maybe they have. There's a window. To maybe start making to make that like what what I'm getting at is when is the right time? I don't think there is a right time. It's just 
someone has to put their foot down, whether it's silver or whoever it is, like someone's going to have to come in there and, and, and just mandate it. It's going to have to be, it's going to have to be an evolution and not a revolution type thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not just going to happen overnight. No, no I mean, the, 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 the league it, makes too much Maxi's money. There's just too much money. So the owners don't give a shit because, you know, we bitch about, oh, Zion makes 20, whatever the fuck, 20, 40, 50 million a year. These guys, Kyrie, the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars these owners make, they don't give two shits. But, you know, right. it's, it's, they're the in their thing. own world where this is just, I mean, except for a couple of them where their wealth is tied up to the ball, just four teams. This is just vanity, you know, vanity side hustles for them. So yep. when they're on their mega yacht, they can talk shit to somebody else that my my team of players beat your team of players. And it's like, you know, until they don't make money from this, nothing will change. It's, I mean, that's just and and the, the, the between the TV contract, basically the TV contract is where the money is made, and you know, and that's where they you, you only know, play four years, and then you're guaranteed a hundred million dollars. How does that even how is it without even doing anything? You're basically up for like a max contract if you. No, I mean hit. like Desmond Bain on the Grizzlies, a very good player. Love averages Desmond like, Bain. I I like him. He averages 17, 18 a game. He makes forty some forty forty five million on a max deal, and the guy's never not you know, worth that. Like, he's, Love not, him. he's not a thirty a game scorer, and that's what it is. It's like, and and th- but that they gotta back, spend it. They I mean, have the money's to, gotta go have somewhere. Have to have at least one or two guys. I don't know if you have to, but I'm pretty sure there's like. Pressure to have, I don't know if Jesse might know, but if there's a minimum salary you have to hit in the NBA. But it's like these teams. I mean, I mean, look, look at the Hornets. I like Lamelo Ball. I think he's got, you know, got a chance. Guy hasn't played more than like 60 games in the season, and he got 200 million dollar contract, and he's hurt again. Like, I like, and and it's just insane. It, it just, it's just insane. Guaranteed, that, by the way. Guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just insane. Uh, and then you hear terrible things about, like, you know, Joe Smith, who made, you know, $30, $60 million a, a, over his career and has, like, $3,000 in his bank account. It's like, man. Yeah, well. Unreal. He, 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 it's all about decisions you make in life, too, right? Crazy. Hey, someone brought up talking shit, a, like, a second ago, and I think that's the perfect segue into another topic we wanted to talk about is, is Eagles fans being voted the most annoying fan base it, it was it in the NFL or just in general I believe it was the NFL in the NFL now is that because of the amount of of shit we talk like why do you guys think if it, and I don't want to hear the word battery come up once <laughs> or Santa Claus uh, yeah I don't want to hear that it, I, because I, we're I think mean, we're 50 years beyond that so let's just like Let's get past they, that. Well, it's it's really simple. Why do you think it keeps coming up, Jesse? Eagles, Eagles fans. Eagles are Trump. winning. Eagles well, are ten and one. The Eagles are winning, but the Eagles fans have historically, for as long as I can remember, dominated. Traveled, yeah, traveled incredibly well. The Eagles fans always travel well, and Eagles fans absolutely enjoy. Busting balls and talking shit. So if you you combine a fan base with that has historically been good and they travel well and they like to talk shit. So you you start all up into a pot and there you go. Like do you think 
some of this talking shit is fueled by the players on the actual team that are talking shit because there's a lot of that going on right now too between what yes. happened at the Bills with the Bills leading into this Niners game, which I believe the shit talking between the Eagles and Niners literally hasn't stopped between last year's game and this year's game in some capacity. I mean, they're always talking shit, right? I mean, the Niners have been in their feelings since the, the, since the game ended. Like they felt that before that game started, that they should have been the NFC champions. And the minute that Brock Purdy got hurt because Kyle Shanahan thought, gee, I'll put an unproven tight end in to block the best defensive end in football. And, you know, Javon Hargrave, you know, practically rips Brock Purdy's arm off. Wasn't it, uh, it was Reddick? Reddick. It was Reddick. Oh, I'm Reddick. sorry, it was Reddick. But, yeah, like... Let's just hope Hargrave doesn't r- uh, break Jalen Hurts' arm off. Well, don't worry, he yeah, won't, he won't not, have time to. Let's not put that out there. Let's like, not put Kel- that Kelsey out there. will have 42 false... Uh, uh, yeah. False yeah. What was up with that? What was he, up with that? He said he had to take a shit. I, I already took a shit between overtime and regulation. He said he had to take a leak. I don't know if he had to take a shit, but whatever. That's what, I thought it was a shit they said, but you maybe piss, they were just breaking you, your, you piss yourself. Yeah, you piss your I pants. I don't care. You piss your pants. <laughs> I don't care. Well, what would he be called if he pooped his pants? I mean, they called stink I would, stink because he I peed himself sh- on purpose. But I would shit my <laughs> pants in that situation. Um, Listen, I, I, don't, I don't. Go ahead, Jess. I'm sorry. No, it's. But I mean, and then like all the stuff with the bills. You know, you had that scumbag that came across the line on the on the um, the fourth and one play. Like Kelsey was fired up about that because, like, typically, and like he Kelsey even said, like offensive lineman, defensive lineman, like you you know we expect you to come across the line hard. But like, and if it's a false start or whatever, okay, it's no big deal. But like, typically, once you know the the you've realized the play's been whistled dead, you throttle down, right? And he was just like, fuck, it was basically like, fuck that guy. He came through and he knew what he was doing and he made no intention to stop until, you know, he felt like stopping. And then that same guy was one of the ones that was getting into it with fans, you know. So after the game, they go on social media and say, oh, this one Eagles fan was threatening my family's life. And this and that and this and that. Well, the problem with with that is there were like three or four other fans in the, in like the, those basically two rows of seats that were videotaping what was going on. And the, you know, the hilarious thing was there was no threatening of um, Bill's family members by those fans at all. It was just, you know, Boston chops and like the Bill's players were in their feelings and they were the ones that were being the aggressors and shoving fans and getting in the faces of security guards and demanding that the security guards do things when the fans weren't doing anything like the fans weren't breaking any code of conduct that, you know, the, that the link has like, let's also not forget that we are sometimes not the most respectful people in the world and make it seem like we are the, the, the the angels of fan bases. I mean, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to talk about not cross some lines. We cross them. No, I'm not just talking about the Eagles, though. I'm gonna. We're, we know what the Eagles fans have done. We have seen the 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 gentleman, um, you know, at the Sixers game that when Russell Westbrook comes up, he's given two birds right to his face. Mm-hmm. We've seen the uh, we've seen Flyers games where I, I believe it's a Flyers game where a 
someone in the stands basically gets thrown into a penalty box. Am I am I crazy to remember that, or was that no? Not, he I, was he was he was. It, I I forget if it no, it wasn't a flash. It was it was Ty Domi. The guy was leaning, standing up on top of his seat, leaning over the penalty box. Yeah, and his weight was such that he buckled the plexiglass and fell into the penalty box with Ty Domi, and then um, Ty Domi beat the brakes off of that. Yeah, and there's always some knucklehead like running down on the field in <laughs> Citizens Bank Park. He after... puked on the girl, but like. like yeah, those things happen, but like they happen in, elsewhere too. In California, Let's be real, we're at a fucking you, you football have, game. We're not at the symphony, all right? You know, well, like, but but hold, like there was the the out in San Francisco, 49ers fans assault each other and put like there was that one guy that got put into a coma. There was another guy that got killed. Well, there was another guy to Dodger, sta- Dodger Stadium. Like well, there's Dodger like stadium gang is, sections and stuff. Yeah, like Dodger Stadium has its own fucking problems. But there was the that uh, Giants fan, yeah, that that got put into a coma. Oh no, like, Jesse, that's okay. That was just a misunderstanding between like, the different fans. That's okay. <laughs> that's the, the Raiders fans constantly have brawls in the stands. Didn't the didn't Rams Philly, fans? Are didn't the Philly fan kill somebody at Geno's Stakes who was wearing like a Rangers jersey or some shit? Or I don't uh, remember that. I remember that there was a fight after a soccer match. Pat's. There was, no, there that, was a soccer, that was a Pat's soccer Stakes. thing, and that was Mexican fans. Yeah, uh, but there was also a, a fight between like a Rangers fan. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like and, that, that was, happened in murder too. But like whatever. Um, but like, but it's it's not even it's not even just American sports. Like you have in in Mexico right now, they have to put fences around the soccer pitches to prevent fans from getting onto the field and throwing things at the players. But the one thing that the Mexican fans have figured out is. Well, if you put things into bags and you throw the bags at the fence, when the f- bag hits the fence, it will burst. Oh, so they will throw bags of piss at the fence. Delicious. And also they will lose games in major tournaments for yelling racial slur. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's slurs about people's sexuality and different things. That's just passion. The that's European passion. South American soccer realm is like its own world. It's, no, it it's is. I mean, it's, its own world. No, but I mean, back to the original point, I think the thing with the Eagles fans is I feel like it just goes back to so much that's wrong with sports. It's just a lazy narrative. The national media, you know, they, they, you know it's yes, obviously it's a blue collar city. You know, just like Boston, you know, just like Detroit, you know, just, you know, in like other cities in the country that are blue, you know, that just have that grit and it will never go away, you know, and I think it's just, it's just an easy out. And yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of knuckleheads that get a little crazy. That one meme or whatever, whatever John always sends with the, uh, um, with that kid, go after the Vikings <laughs> screaming in that lady's face, like. You know, I feel like that's more what it is. It's just obnoxiousness as opposed to just like, all right, you're not in physical harm. Yeah, there's, I mean, I haven't been in the game. Well, how about the, how about the time when we were playing the commanders at that time, the Redskins, but um, what's his nuts? It was on the Sixers, was a Washington fan tailgating oh, yeah, with yeah, Washington yeah, yeah. Was, fans was, yeah. and the e- and the and and a, and Mike a gang Scott. of uh, Mike, Scott. Mike Scott and a gang of Eagles fans walk by and they were just probably jawing 
One guy had one too many lemon drops before they started, you know, going into the game. But like, you know, I think th- that right there, two wrongs will make a right. So it's like, all right, shame on the Eagles fan for crossing the line or pushing pushing the limit. But then also, like Mike Scott, you're a professional athlete. Like wearing after, a Redskins jersey at a yeah, an Eagles game, like he was wearing when, when you play for a, a Philly team. Like it's you're funny, gonna catch shit. Like it's I, funny you know. that we're bringing this up because I was watching this Bill Burr video today on YouTube, and I was love going Bill over Burr. like, love Bill no, Burr. He's fantastic. Shout and, out to Bill Burr. Uh, he's like my he's like my older cousin. We'd love to have you on the pod. You know, obviously he's a big sports fan. Um, we get, totally we get, get him. We'll he's a Boston guy Burr. too. We'll work he on is. that. We'll work on that. John, and, you can get him. I'll get him. I'll pick a few calls. Yeah, just get him, man. You probably Eddie. already talked to him about the Celtics. Easily. But I think what I'll say, I'll be quick with this, is that it was, like, it was about just how, like, he's got a temper and he attacks, like, he was attacking, like, certain podcast hosts when he felt they were just, you know, you know asking dumb questions or this or that. But it was kind of like they didn't know if he was being, trying to be funny or just himself where he gets snarky. Yeah. And, I mean, it's nothing new. But when 2006, when he was on a comedy tour and at, at the, uh, that, at the Times East Center, and people were booing, like they booed Tracy Morgan off the stage. He didn't That's finish right. his set. He he, he annihilated that you crowd. Wanna, if you want to like see insane insanity for his full twenty minute set? I listened to that. He motherfucked the Eagles. Said he hopes the Eagles never win a Super Bowl. Called everybody like, hope you all die of cancer. Like he attacked the crowd, and they were cheering him for it. Like it was insanity. How they were, like they he were went asking nuclear. For more. They were asking the entire for more. time and call yeah. us like 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 fat pieces of shit. Like yep. you're like you're like you're all like you all can't tell if you have cancer because you're all fat and bald and toothless. Like I mean, he went nuclear. And the point of that this is halfway through it went from booze to cheering everything he was saying, and it's like that's kind of what you're dealing with when you go to like an Eagles game. It's like people just. You know, well, it's almost it, like they were offended at first, but then he kept going and he kept yeah, it like, up he at such a consistent. Saying, I hate you guys because you booed my friends off the stage. They were just like respect, like yeah, this yeah. Guy. And, and, the, and they were drinking. It was, it was, and and they talked, he talked about it like later on. He doesn't regret it. He said, he said he is mad that you know that it turned out that way. But he was like, well, what are you gonna? Ha- what's gonna happen when you start when you do a all day comedy fest and and these guys start drinking at noon in the crowd? Come four or five o'clock, you know they're twelve beers in, you know, it, you know, on a hot it's summer day. A, it's a recipe for disaster, yeah, and that's what it was. He just, but it was insane how, like, I mean, he went nuclear, just mother effing everybody, like attacking people, and they were cheering him. So you kind of just, and the only reason I'm saying that is you kind of just illuminates the, the 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 mentality of of the Philadelphia sports goer slash concert goer to where negativity kind of is our milieu, so to speak. Yep. So don't be shocked when, you know, it can be some negative shit, but it's like, again, it's, I don't, to Jesse's point, I don't think we're light years worse than any other place. I mean, you know, I know, I know shit gets crazy at Cubs games. You know, I can't speak to Detroit Tigers games, Matt Finn too, but like it gets crazy. It got hairy. It got hairy in in the big day. but again, we have, you know, the easy narrative, oh, Philly sports, you know, so it's just. That's you, what it you, is. It's the easy. Uh, yeah. If you want to blame something, blame what you blamed earlier. It's social media. Yeah. Social, social media. You, if you went to a Phillies game and someone puked on someone, it wouldn't be on Twitter. 
If yeah, you went nope. to an Eagles game and someone got in a fist fight, it wouldn't be on Facebook. If you went to a Sixers game and a guy in the stands gave Russell gave Michael Jordan two fingers, it would not be on six ABC News. So no, I, like, no, I that's, agree. that's that's the problem. It's like, like it's, I don't want to know. Right. It's correct. like, I don't want to go know. one he, further, John. Everybody's trying to get their five minutes of fame. So yep. they go out of their way to do it. So it's not yep. even like, but the guys, like oh, we caught this guy in the background. It's like, I mean, everybody's ha- half the fucking stadium has their phone in their hands the entire game, like trying to create a viral moment. To, How know, many people have you seen going like, like on live? Like, I'm going to go jump on the, the I'm going to go jump into center field and run across. And yeah, like, exactly. It's and like, get, a, get it's fucking, like a dare, you know, well, I'm going like to take a piss on the Rocky statue, like something stupid and like. All right, like you know, but I will say there's probably there are a, there are enough good things that go on that we don't see on social media. But you know, Eagles fans do, um, I don't think are are that bad. Um, if you needed help, I'm sure they would help you. <laughs> um, Although I will say, it, it's not apples to apples. I mean, it is a fandom. I've seen other fandoms do it too for good teams, but a nine and one team getting booed in the second quarter last week against the Bills was. A little eye-opening when you're nine and one and you're only down ten points, and it was after one of the third and outs. It was like here. here here's an example. <laughs> like we're booing the shit out of this team. It's like, all right, well. Here's an here's an example. Other teams a, do that though too. So I was at a bar one night, and this guy came over to me, started talking football, and he offered to buy me a shot. And I was like, okay, cool, let's do a shot. Bang, we do a shot. He goes to like spin around and go back to his stool which was on the other side of the bar well he had to go behind me and i was wearing an eagles hat like backwards he catches he sees the logo my eagles logo on the back of my hat he goes you're an eagles fan and i was like yeah i was like i was like go birds baby and he was just like he mother he motherfucked me all the way back to his bar stool (laughs) like he wanted to fight me after that (laughs) he was a commander's fan and i was just like hey man Best of luck to you next year. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, so like, but, but my point is, is like, it's in every fan base. You know, I did nothing to that guy to like antagonize or cause a situation. And there wasn't a situation, but it's just like, well, did you do the body shot or not? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That was the problem, Matt. You did a body shot off Hey, hey, uh, just want to update everyone listening. Um, social media is bad. You shouldn't go on social media. But if you do, uh, like us on social media at Forfeit Pod. Um, and the Seahawks, go Hawks, up one point at halftime against them boys. Go Hawks. Go 12th man. Go 12th yeah. man. Uh, how do we want to round this uh, episode out, fellas? We, I we mean, predictions? Are, we, are, we, are, are we actually going to predict what's going to happen should we do that i mean we do it we, i mean it's football season i think we should i feel I mean, like i feel like we've done a prediction for every game that we've done a podcast for so far and they've won so yeah. jesse i i think we need to do a prediction i i agree so jesse why don't you start us off what's going to happen this sunday eagles I... and niners at eagles the Niners at Eagles. Hostile environment. Hostile Chance of rain again. Jesse wants to say again. something bad. I feel like Jesse. No, I see. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles are a three-point home dog. And, Is it three um, or two and a half still? It was down to two and a half. Yeah. 
Love home dogs. I the Eagles are going to win this game. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Oof, didn't okay. look like it, Jesse. Did not look like it. it. Looked like you were trying to throw that throw, out, throw something else out. But maybe I, I apologize. I mean, it's. Do I think it's going to be tough? Yes, I. I think it's going to be tough after um, two back-to-back tough games, and then a game where they played a fucking shitload of snaps on defense. Are we still be, injured? Are we still injured? Yeah, we're uh, AJ but, Brown is playing through a thigh injury. Apparently, he's been questioning. Fox, Jordan Davis is hurt. What um, is this? Is Zach Ertz noise? Oh God, please! Well, he got released. That's did he moment. really? Yeah, he got released. We're bringing him home. Well, no, I don't know because it's it will it um the cap hit would be almost three million dollars. So I don't. All right, all right. Let's stay focused. Yeah. Let's stay the focused. Rumor, and the rumor is that Goddard might play this weekend. So can he play, can San, he play linebacker? San Fran favored. San Fran really is like favored that. by three points. You're right, Jesse. It is, it is three. It is three. And and it started the, two and a half. By the way, the predict, Fran, it did, John. It did. San Fran's offensive line is doo doo. It was doo doo last year. It's still doo doo. And now Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter are a two man wrecking show. The Eagles are going to make Brock Purdy's life difficult. So the predicted point total is forty six and a half. If you had to divide that up, break that up, what what do you what do you see happening? I, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think I don't think it's going to hit forty six and a half. Like okay, but what's would, your score? What's your score? I would absolutely bet the under. I I mean I wouldn't at all be surprised to see like especially if there's rain twenty four seventeen like. Oh, that's okay. bloody, bloody score. Wow, t- touchdown. Okay. All right. John. Sir. Where's your head? Straight up my ass. I know. Other <laughs> than that. About time you admit it. Uh, 24-23 birds. Wow. Wow. All right. I mean, how can you bet against them now, right? No, you can't. Hey, John, like, I, like I've been saying for weeks now in the group chat, Come on, come on to the wagon. We got plenty of beer and 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 wings from the Nugget. No, no, I'm not. I'm shout not out, there shout out to the Nugget. I'm Win not or lose. We'll, we'll talk after the Seahawks it. game. Actually, we'll talk after the Cowboys game. The Seahawks game might not really matter at that point, but um, we'll talk after then. Then right. we'll then we'll um, then we'll start to look at flights. Oh wow! All right. Oh wow! William, where's your head? I think um, I had this being higher scoring before, but I might scale it back. I got the birds winning 27 to 24. And it's going to be like last week. We're going to be shitting our pants in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. We're absolutely shitting well, ourselves. I'll wear, I'll wear it depends. I think Depends. it's going to be. I think this it's, episode brought to you by Depends. I think. I think to Jesse's point, because I wanted to get nuts, but I scaled it back. I wanted to say Eagles win thirty to seventeen. You're right. That, that was the first number in my head, because I don't think. I think Brock Purdy is a fucking fraud. I think. Hot. I, I think he got embarrassed by the Browns, who have a good defensive line, the Vikings, who have a defensive line that can play a little bit. Um, and I think, yeah, our secondary isn't great. I mean, C-Mac worries me because he's, he's a machine. I mean, he's a stud. Debo doesn't worry me as much because all his shit's at the line of scrimmage. 
Ayuk, we got to keep an eye on him and Kittle. But I think Kittle's going to stay in the block a lot more than people realize against this D-line we have. So I think Debo's game doesn't translate with us because I think we play great at the line of scrimmage in the secondary. Um, like that's Sidney Brown's game. That's Baird's game. I think Baird. I think Baird is probably becoming one of the most underrated Eagles that we have. I think he did a great job on Kincaid last week. And part of me thinks that this could be, you know, I think we're going to come out to a faster start. Sam Fran lost their starting safety, who's the heart and soul of their defense. I think that's a bigger deal than people realize. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be close just because that's how we play football games right now. We're not hitting that stride. But I feel like this is one of the strengths of our head coach is that he's going to get this team ready to run through brick walls. And I think San Fran's gonna gonna get their ass kicked, but we're gonna. They're a good team, so we're not gonna. I I don't know. I, I kind of want to lean back to my thirty to seven. I'm gonna go thirty twenty Eagles. Wait a minute, you can't go back. <laughs> you can't go back. All right, I'll say I'll stick it's twenty. I'll stick, I'll stick twenty seven twenty three, but it's a late touchdown from the Niners to make it that close. Okay. I think okay. I think I think that we're gonna. I, my my brain is telling me we're going to stack the box and say, you're not going to beat us, C-Mac. Brock Purdy has to beat us, and that doesn't scare me, even with this fucking Swiss cheese secondary. Okay. I see this. The Niners are going to come out swinging. They're going to score first, like, quick. And it's going to be it's going to be the same old song and dance that we've seen every every other game, just like the Bills game. We're going to fall behind. We're going to have to come back second half. I see this. The Eagles winning again, a big fourth quarter push. Uh, I think it's going to be 24, 21 birds. Uh, and I think uh, it's it again. It's not going to be a pretty win, but it's going to be a win. And it's going to be another come from behind win. It's just yeah. our identity this year. It's what we do. I love that. It's what we do. And the Niners statistically always start out really hot. They're a first half team, we're a second half team. It's just it's just it, it, who who's going to have can who's I get a have Miami the gusto game? at the end? Can I get like a I want the Miami game. I John, that's John, honestly that's where my No, head, that's what we're yearning that's where for. My head was we're not going to have it. it. I, I think we're going like... to get it. I think we're going to get it on the, the Seahawks game is going to be our Miami game. No, really? I think yeah. Uh I I I John, my head was kind of going with that a little bit too that yeah, they have good receivers, but just like, like I mean, Ty, I know Ty Hill had a couple drops. I mean, that's you can't ignore that. I mean, but like I said, with Debo, he's all screen game, thinking dunks. That's our strength. Like, we don't let big plays up. We get beat down the field, mm-hmm. and those plays take a lot of time to develop. And Brock Purdy, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen, you know, carved us up. But Josh Allen is arguably one of the is not arguably he is top one of three the best quarterback. Yeah, NFL hands down. Brock Purdy is Kirk Cousins, but younger, and I think it's going to be. I think we're going to make him very uncomfortable in the pocket. And again, I think it's going to have the only thing that, like I said, we got to contain is we can't let C Mac have big busted runs because he's going to have a couple. They just and- can't be like crazy big. Bill, and then the, the the other thing is like 
is he going to be hearing ghosts because of what happened to his arm? Yes, I totally agree. Like, I mean, like, like he's not a like he's the size again. I'm not trying to compare it, but he's not a big dude. Like, he's not built to get hit. And if if you tell me Jalen Carter doesn't crunch him once or twice, and Hassan Reddick, who's been playing better, and and I'm, I'm not even gonna, and I'm going to flip flip the side of the ball real quick. I think Jalen, obviously, he's not 100%. Nobody is in the NFL at this time of the year. I think watching him run last game, especially on that winning touchdown run, man, if Jalen is feeling good, I think Reaper is coming into his own. I don't know. I really think that this – and the way the 49ers play, and I think it comes down to hopefully we call a good game. Brian Johnson, the spotlight's on you, my man like to really figure out this defense, uh, San Fran. But I feel like, I don't know, I guess I'm very confident, not to the point of like cocky because any given Sunday, I mean, we could we could have lost the last three games easily. I'm not, I'm not denying that. This is not the season to be cocky. Last season was the cocky season. But I think what where I've been for, for a minute with, with this team is that Jalen Hurts is that guy. And I think Jalen just... Here, I mean, here everybody talk about it. It's nothing new what I'm about to say. It's just he sets the tone for this team that you don't get too high, you don't get too low. Your goal is to win. And I feel like it could be this week, next week. I don't know, but I feel like he's going to put click. It's going to click. And we're going to see that 350 passing, three touchdowns throughout. Like, And that could be this week because this San Fran defense is not elite. Yeah, they got Bosa. And Chase Young, I get that. And Fred Warner, very good players. Their secondary is trash, too. And I just really think that Jalen with his legs, I'd feel better if Goddard's playing. But, again, I don't want to rush him back too soon if he's not ready. I just think that this San Fran team, especially that we're home dogs, like that made me just think that we're going to kick the fucking shit out of the 49ers on Sunday. We're not gonna, like, I don't think we're going to kick the shit out. We're going to win the game. Sunday in Philadelphia forecast, showers early, becoming steady rain later in the day. Chance of rain, 65 to 70% chance with rainfall near a quarter of an inch. It's going to be, it's going to be a messy game. So all this talk about tackle, it's going to be a running game. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be a running game. It's going to be unpredictable, man. And it is, John, and we have a running quarterback. So I mean, if he oh, we're no, we no, we don't. We have his trouble. knees all fucked up. We can't yeah, have. Look, him I don't run. know. He looked pretty fast on that thirteen. We can't have him run. Overtime, I, he ran I do that not want then. Jalen Hurts running. If I well, see Jalen Hurts to running, bit. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have Aj. What happens if he scores a touchdown to win the game? Well, that's one thing. Run. Uh, that's that's the only time I want him running. He looked pretty freaking fast on that thirteen yard run. He looked pretty quick. He had to that He has that. Point out. I don't want to rely on on my quarterback running. I think San Fran's going to come out. Kittle's going to wear a T-shirt talking shit like he does. That's fine. That's fine, kid. Have fun when you're blocking the whole game of San Reddick and Josh Sweat because you can't leak out for any passes because you're in line. Man, oh, we're going to fuck these dudes up on Sunday. And, and Bill, like, was 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 that last game Jalen Carter – or not Jalen Carter, but Jordan Davis's coming out party? Like, I think – and people talked – I think it was – I forget who it was, one of the, the national guys. Um, it might have been Rich Eisen or somebody. Talking about like the, the play that I think he felt sealed the game for the Eagles, like just like like more like morale wise. They list Jordan Davis at three thirty six. He's every bit of three ninety. I mean, let's just be real. 
Yeah. When he chased down Josh Allen. Now, he didn't get him, but he held him to a three-yard run on that play. And he literally – he wasn't hurt. His body exploded from trying to run that far, and he just died. And it's just he like he's running at almost 17 miles an hour. Like that's what this team is, and that's why, as much as this Sirianni like makes me nuts with his comments, and we talk more about it in other episodes, is these guys just get it. Like when you're good and you have the effort to match, that's why you're ten and one, not because you're lucky. Not because you get you got a call or two or the ball breaks. You make your own breaks when you're talented and you give a fuck. And that's what the Eagles are. Like we have guys that aren't saying, Hey, I'm Jordan Davis, I'm gonna get you, I'm Jalen Carter. No, I mean, it's Jalen Carter tried to intercept a spike from Mahomes. I mean, that's like insanity. Like the guy just this team just when they're out there, you can just tell they just Winning is all they give a shit about. And I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know every team is like that in the NFL and any sport. I get that. But, man, we're pretty good at it. Not we're the pretty NBA, good not at the it. NBA, Bill. Well, and then the very next week, he blocks a, blocks a yeah, field goal. Yeah, he blocked that field goal. The pun- yeah, I mean, field. you yeah. know, that's kind of what it is. Like, you know, he's a first-round pick. He's he's becoming an, you know, a pro. I, I don't want to get whatever. I'll say all pro. But he's becoming one of the best linemen in football already. And he plays special teams. You know? well, and they said, he was like, I was in the special teams meeting and I thought I saw something on tape after I was done watching all my D-line tape that I thought I could do this and, and get a hand on a ball. No, and then, and and then you hear a guy does. like Dev- Devontae Smith after the game when he got interviewed, they're like, he's like, yeah, I, I just want Jalen to trust me more and I'm going to earn that trust. It's like, bro, you're a top 20 receiver in the NFL. He don't got to earn shit from you. He, he has to find you because you're open almost every play. But the humbleness of this team not being like, yeah, baby, I do what I do. Throw me that right. No, it's like this team is just is so much more is just becoming likable because this is what you want to see. Like you see Jalen Carter get banged up on a play. He's back in two plays later. It's like probably hurt, probably fucking hurt. You know, and and I don't know. It's just, he was never played. He's never. These guys have never like they were playing like say, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis were playing like eighty snaps, like seventy, eighty snaps, like. No, and, it's it's insane. No, I mean and, I know I'm going way past it, but but to your but Bill, to your point, these guys will run through a wall for Sirianni and the culture. John, that he's built these in guys that. got rainbows coming out their assholes. I literally guys shit got my pants rainbows. right now, and I Bill, don't got to change them because it's blue, Bill, red, and Bill, purple. Bill started <laughs> this episode doom and gloom with the NBA, and now Bro, he's ready sucks. to run through a wall for the Eagles. Fucking these these guys' cars right. are warmed up. They're gonna head over to Broad Street. <laughs> well, they got they got they to brush the after the Dolphins game. It's been on since the Dolphins game. Now the street, <laughs> John, the street sweepers came by a few times. They got to go and clean their 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 chairs off a little bit. They got to brush them off. But hey, go let's 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 go birds this weekend, right? I mean, go that's birds. not the go birds, but like let's we're all consensus, right? We're gonna the Eagles are gonna win. How they win. Is hey, you know, it, it, it's always it's always a week to week thing, right? Well, let's just hope that like our heart doesn't, you know, just win, baby. It just win, right. baby. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Just win, baby. That is the identity of the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Hell or high water, just win, baby. So for Big John Stud, Wild Bill, the J Lo, I'm Metal Matt. Everyone, be good. Go birds. There it is.